Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Season's over, pretty much. We hope that you had a great season. I know it was tough in a lot of places. I hope that you got out there with those that are really close to you and just had a really good time, uh, regardless of uh, killing birds or not. So, anyway, there's that. There's All right. This podcast is brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. What do we have to say about Dive Bomb Industries, guys? Oh. They're the best ever. Best Wait. silhouette on the market. I bar could, none. I could go on for days. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's like beating a dead horse. You just can't get enough. You know, you just want to <laughs> keep beating it. Because these guys know what they're doing. They're going to treat you right. Their customer service. I, I wasn't a believer in silhouettes when I came to hunt with you guys. I know a, 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 and I ordered some from back home already. And what so. happened? Your brother took them out? And greased them. So... There you go. I'm a believer. The duck silhouettes are awesome. The duck uh, socks are even better. Incredible. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on this podcast, but, you know, if you're going to get the silhouettes, get the socks also. Yep. It adds incredible. Nice little uh, dynamic. Incredible yep. motion. So go look them up. Divebombindustries.com. Also, this podcast is brought to you by 737 Duck Calls. Oh, my boys. My boys in Oklahoma. What can't you say about them? I mean, outstanding. Ducks on the ground. Ducks on the ground, geese on the ground, you know, been running uh, running nothing but uh, 737 all season, blowing the nitro all winter long. Uh, I like the maple. I'm a, I'm a fan of wood. I have an acrylic too, but uh, I just enjoy the uh, natural sound that that wood gives mm-hmm. uh, for geese. I don't know. That's just personal preference. They're all great. You can't go wrong. Duck calls, phenomenal. Can't go wrong there. I'm a single reed guy, number one. I've heard great things about the dose. If you like double reeds, just go... Uh, Go do it, man. Give 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 them a shot. Yeah. Give them a shot. Give them a shout. But yeah, go look them up at seven thirty seven duckcalls.com. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Lucky Duck. You cannot have enough spinners. We proved that last night. Yep. We greased them. Okay. Yeah. We greased them. We had what do we have? Seven spinners going. Might yeah. be overkilling some people's eyes, but we wanted seven more. Yep. So Yeah, and um if you're a guy that uh that that has to carry his decoys in, uh, uh, I don't know half mile. Them deception floaters, can't say enough about them. Lightweight, look they're, amazing. Paint uh, scheme is fantastic. Yeah, they do have good color. They're, they're light. They're, good. they're 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 easy. They're uh, look good. I, I love them. They're Everything nice. Want. That's overlooked. I feel like you know their motion decoys are. Obviously, their main selling point. Right. Those floaters are incredible. And then you need to take a look at them. I'd be interested to see what their goose deception series is like. Yeah. Might be hidden gem. <laughs> I know. I know they're probably lightweight if they're anything like yeah. these uh, floaters are. So, yep. Go look them up. LuckyDuck.com. They can handle. And if you're doing predator hunting, go look. Go look. They got an incredible uh, predator predator lineup. So, go check them out. At LuckyDuck.com. This podcast is brought to you by Athlon Optics. You're going to need binoculars to scout your birds or Gotta whatever you're em. doing. Got to have them. Athlon Optics, superior quality, and they won't break your bank account. Nope. Perfect. So, go check them out. Great, great binos. Used I love them. Winter. Got scopes if, if you want a scope. Scopes. They got it all. They got all of your optic needs, so go look them up. Athlonoptics.com. And, of course, this podcast is brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Ladies and gentlemen... It's been proven over and over again. Bismuth is the way to go. I've seen it uh, side by side shot. One guy shooting boss, the other guy shooting steel. The guy with boss is just crunching them, mm. killing them dead, dead boys. D e e dead. Do yourself a favor. You know, stock up for next year is all that I can say. You pay so, for what you get. Yep. But yeah, go look them up if you're wanting a superior load. You can shoot. The best load. They shoot the best loads. They Boss shoot shot the best shells. Loads. We shoot the best loads. Mm. Should be the should be the slogan. That, if if I own Boss, that would be my slogan. <laughs> Brandon, I know you're listening. You should you should look into that. Yep. Shoot the best load with Boss. BossShotShells.com. Also, whenever you're setting those dive bombs, you're gonna need to see what you're doing. So go to SeaLightLEDs.com and get you a nice light bar. Put it on your trailer. Put it on your truck. Put it on your wife's car. Yep. Put it everywhere. Yep. There's no sense in fiddle farting around in the dark. Yep, we uh, we mounted one on the on the side of the trailer and one on the back, and uh, it works out perfect. You know, you can yep. angle your trailer the way you need to. That way, you got one light facing your blinds. You got guys brushing blinds. You got one light facing out where you're setting your spread, and uh, it's perfect. Yep. 
Nice one you can see. Trust me. Yeah. Nothing worse than fumbling around in the dark. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and for all you wine guides, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. You need a wine. Look no further than William Chris Wines, William Chris Vineyards. They make Texas wine. Yes, Texas grown. Texas grown, all Texas grown, everything from Texas. So uh, if you're wanting a nice red wine, impress the old lady. Maybe make a nice chicken parm for Valentine's Day. Mm. Top that off with a nice nice heavy red wine. There you go. Red panty night, they're coming off Ooh, with yep. William Chris Wines. So go mm. look them up, uh, williamchriswines.com. Last but not least, if you're needing a hunt, you're ready for your next outing. If you're booking a hunt, look us up. Look Stanfieldhunting.com. We are taking reservations for the 2019-2020 season. So call Jeff today, 940-658-3172, and we can get you on the books. They're filling up fast. Also, we are doing pig and turkey hunts. So if you're wanting to do something this spring, get out of the house, beat those off-season blues, look no further. Call us, 940-658-3172, or look us up online, stanfieldhunting.com. Come hunt with us, guys. Hunt with the famous Blake Poppy. Yes. The Blake Poppy. The one and only. You will not regret it. Maybe a little bit, but who knows. (laughs) Everybody always regrets it in the morning with Blake. Big Honker Podcast from the Big Honker Lodge in Knox City, Texas. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. Andy looks like a real twat-sickle over there, folks. Got his <laughs> sunglasses on like you're somebody. Why are you wearing sunglasses inside? Got to get in my Howard Stern mode. We got James Washington coming on. He'll be sitting across from us. So you're going to wear sunglasses and, and look am. like an idiot? I am. That's what you look like as an idiot. Got to feel like Howard Stern. Howard wears... Glasses for all his interviews. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Work for him, Jeff. Work for who? Work for Howard. Why would I want to work for Howard? I said it did work for Howard. No, I think it's because he was a pervert. and Everybody liked listening to perverts, but nobody would admit it. <clears throat> oh, shit. Hit the bump. Bump the deal. That's that. That's what the deal was. Oh, well. Fit right in. What else you got going on today? Anything? Not much. Getting packed up for the ski trip. Uh, packed up all of our ski gear. Got it ready to go. It's in a nice all tote. All my ski gear. You're such a, you're such a tourist. What do you mean? <laughs> you act like you go skiing all the damn time. We go once a year. And, but that's it, huh? You sound like a real amateur. Well, I've got my ski gear, Jesse's ski gear, Reese's ski gear. Ski gear. You mean some bibs and a coat? We got a lot of shit. We got a whole tote full of it. Of coats and gloves. And just everything we're gonna need. Packed up, ready to go. That way. Saturday or sun, what day are we leaving? We're leaving Sunday morning. Sunday early. morning at eight o'clock, seven thirty. We'll be ready to roll. You'll never be ready to go on time. <laughs> All them kids. Shit. Your mom won't be on time. Well, she's never on time to shit. We are hitting the road at eight o'clock, and we will meet you at the Big Texan in Amarillo if uh, if you're late. Because we're hitting the road at eight o'clock. Okay. Well, good. So, and whoever's riding with me. Better be ready to so go. Are you going to do any black diamonds or anything like that? I mean, because uh, you don't like you, you're a pretty conservative type guy. You're you're really kind of boring. It just depends on. I w- I will do a black diamond if. Uh, so if Zach does one, you'll do one. If Zach wanted to go down a black diamond, I would go down a black diamond with him. I have a feeling that Zach is not going to want to do any of that. I think blue is about. Well, me and Zach will just go down the face of the mountain. We'll see how. Which face? The one at Red the, River or the one in Angel Fire? We're not skiing in Red River. 
I don't think Angel Fire's face is that bad. Oh, it's bad, Jeff. I don't think so. You and me will go down at then. I'm, I, I ain't doing that shit. I'm my young days. I ain't trying to impress nobody. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, there won't, if I take a blue, it will be by accident. Everything's going to be green. Because mm. I damn sure don't want to get cocky and hurt myself. But I've seen you athletic ability, and it's not very good. And Zach's a lot better athlete than you are. Do you, do you agree on that? No. The face what? Of the, the face of the mountain in Angel Fire, you save about two miles if you go down it. Oh, I'm not in no big hurry. But it's uh, straight down. Yeah, you won't do that. I've done it before. Why wouldn't I do it? You ain't went down no damn black. Andy, don't lie it's to a all blue. these people. It's oh, a blue. Okay, you're not going to ski no blacks. Uh, Andy, right. don't lie to everybody. Jesse and I did the first time. First time we went with no kids. You skied a black? Mm-hmm. It was an accident, but okay. we did it. Where at? The backside of the- At what place? Angel Fire. Oh, Angel Fire's not no black. Just go Taos and ski a black. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not skiing Taos. People die there. God rest them. Bad avalanche. Not going. So you really think you're going to outski Zach? I know I'm going to outski Zach. You know, the only Jeff, time- I'm the- Of all of us that are skiing, I'm the best. Yeah, who's 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 better? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen you ski yet, but I'm probably a better skier than you. But <laughs> I'm old and fat, so I'm not going to be trying to go balls to the wall. Zach's a better uh, athlete than you. Okay. We went to St. George Island a couple years ago. We rented a house, mm-hmm. and you guys all tried to uh, skinboard. Is that what it was? I can't remember. Where you threw the was. board on the beach mm-hmm. and you ran and jumped on it. Mm-hmm. And I remember Payne and Zach wore that thing out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember you wearing it out. I remember you face planting about. 500 times you remember that yeah what happened is that thing would plant in the mud and the dirt and the sand and it fucking run into my ankles and that was no good so that's the reason you weren't very good at it listen to me jeff i'm telling you i will ski circles around everybody that's going there no first of all the best skier is going to be shelby or jesse jesse is a whole lot better athlete than you are we all know that there's no there's no doubt andy <clears throat> Am I right? She's a good athlete, but I'm telling you, she's a better athlete than you. Of are. all of us going, and I don't know Shelby. I, I forgot. Uh, you know, Shelby's probably got a lot of experience. Um, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be the best skier there. I'm, I'm gonna bet you're not. Hmm. I'll tell you what I'll do. The chance oh, to win some of these here tomahawks. We, here back. we go again. I will race you from the top of the going home to the bottom. No, because then I got to leave everybody behind. Well, so what's that got to do with anything? Why are you going to, why do you, you weigh more than I do, so your tr- centripetal force is going to push you a lot further. Matt, uh, terminal velocity is the same for any, no, no matter what weight. Yes, no, it is. Listen. So now you're saying if my you reach, weight ter- is if my you reach issue. terminal velocity, well, you're Well, that's fucked. right. That's exactly right. I can go a lot faster than I'm going to go. I you, promise you. You can go faster than me because you've got a, a bigger center of gravity than I do. So you're not going to take that bet? No. I told y'all he was a twat sickle. Listen, it's just proved it. Well, what are you going to bet? I told you, I'll bet those, those eighty-seven tomahawks. more tomahawks that you've never have won in the first place. Oh, I've won them. We all know that. <sighs> Always about the tomahawks. So basically, you do not want to do nothing but talk shit. I don't want you to hurt yourself. Is what I'm doing mm-hmm. here. I'm looking out for your best interest. I appreciate that, Andy, very much. And I don't understand why, given your st- your current uh, status of two. Blown out ACLs, I don't or, or Achilles. I don't understand why you're wanting to do something like that. I'm looking out for your best interest, so you'll thank me later. You think so, huh? I know so. Looking for a story I'm going to read about. I want I want everybody to hear about. And I got to find it here. Bear with me just a minute. You know, you knew we were going to do this. Yeah, I know that. We've had this on the schedule for two days. I know. And I just now got to where's that? Mm. I'm trying to get to the place that this happened in. What are you looking for? An avalanche story? No. You looking for the Donner Party? What are you looking for <laughs> the here? Donner Party. That's kind of rude, if you ask me. What? I'm looking for a, it's a historical event. Well, you know, I'm surprised. I haven't seen it. I'm surprised they didn't make that into like a big motion picture. They have. Who was in it? I don't remember. Mm, they they made a movie about it. I didn't say it was a good movie. They just made a movie. I said a major motion picture with like big names and stuff. What you consider a big motion picture and major names is not really everybody else doesn't feel that way. The Rock. He's a pretty big name. There you go. That's what I consider a big motion picture. He's but not a great actor, though. 
He puts asses in the seats, and that's all that matters. He does do that. Okay. If I was writing a Donner party, I'd have The Rock in there, but I'd have him die first, and then everybody would be eating off of him. His big ass would be... Here's uh, he's pretty muscular. I, I don't know. You want somebody with like some fat and some blubber, because that fat will last, <laughs> last longer. Somebody that's real lean like The Rock. What the fuck are you talking about? Eating somebody now? Yeah, The Donner Party. You didn't read that book, did you, that I gave you? Yeah, it's sitting on my damn nightstand still. You didn't read it, though. I know all about it, though. Well, fuck, that's what they did, Jeff. I understand they ate people. That's how they survived. But I'm saying if <clears throat> if I wrote the screenplay for this Donner Party movie, I'd have The Rock in it, but I'd have him die first, and then people could, uh, you know, he'd, he'd last longer for this for these poor Donner Party people. So you think someone muscular like that? I don't think what they made you him think that he's way gonna back die? then. I'm saying if I wrote the screenplay for the Donner Everybody party. Everybody was lean and muscular back then. There wasn't fat yeah, people around or you starved to death. He's 6'5", 275. There probably wasn't very many guys 6'5", but there was a lot of guys built like him back then. Big German guys. Rock's not German. He's Samoan. I understand that dipshit. Yeah, Rock's out. He, he, he would never pass the part of a big German. No, he wouldn't. Oh, you need a John Wayne looking guy. You know he was bald. Okay. Wore toupee his whole career. Great actor. Yeah. I don't know if he's a great actor. He just had great roles. True American. Yeah, I agree. Not like he's dipshits like at Super Bowl halftime deal. Oh. Have you seen where the they people were, are ripping on the guy for wearing the fur coat? Well, uh, I read. Uh, yeah, I have heard that, but I uh, I saw a report that it was faux fur. wasn't real. I don't. I don't. I, mean, give I don't fuck give what it, he's I don't wearing either. Shit one I don't even either. know who he is. Big boy, I, outcast. I don't. He sang that song that he sung. I understand that, but I don't know who he is. I don't listen to him. You've heard that song before. I've heard that song before. The other guy that played, I have no idea who hell he is. Travis Scott, man. No. And the dude that took off his shirt that the black people are all making fun of now. Why are the black people making fun of Adam Levine? Uh, Kamar, uh we're gonna talk about that now. LeBron James. I fucking hate basketball. Uh-huh. Could give two shits if he retired. If the NBA went on strike for 12 years, I wouldn't lose no sleep. But I, can say I would the watch the same amount of games if they were on strike yeah. as I do that they're and I, playing. And this is sad, and this is going to really rip some people up because I know a lot of people. Same with hockey. I don't ever watch hockey. I couldn't even tell you nobody's <clears> name <throat> in hockey anymore. Mike Madonna. Mike Madonna. That's the last guy I know in the hockey or Wayne Gretzky. I'm just not a hockey. I don't, I don't understand the game. But anyways, LeBron James tweet. I'm a, I'm a Twitter guy. I don't tweet. I don't do many, many tweets of my own, but I read Twitter all the time. That's my favorite source for news and stuff. He tweeted out the other day. He was making fun of uh, Adam Levine for trying to dance like a black guy and this and all this other bullshit. Mad because that Travis Scott guy didn't play more and didn't get to sing much more. And fucking Maroon Five's a headliner. That's exactly right. Who the fuck goes to see Maroon Five to go see the backup band? Exactly. You go to see the headliner. Correct. And but it pissed me off that he said. White people this and white people that. Yeah. That's as fucking racist as anybody saying anything about a black guy. Yeah, I'm so sick of the fucking double standard on shit. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't have nothing against anybody of any color, mm-hmm. but everybody should be treated the same. Absolutely. And there shouldn't be a double fucking standard. Prince didn't have any backup acts. He didn't need them. No, he, no, he, fucking, he blew the house off of that. He's badass. Now, But if he would have, if he'd have had somebody else, if he'd had Willie Nelson on, if he'd had Willie Nelson on for one song and... Pick another dude. I don't give a shit. Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken. <laughs> and they each sang one of their songs, but Prince sang one song. Willie Nelson. Prince sang a song. Clay Aiken. And then Prince sang a song. Well, Prince is a fucking headliner. He should be able to th- sing three songs to their one. Now. He's a headliner. I don't understand why the guy took his shirt off, and I really don't give a fuck. You don't understand why. I mean, I know why he did. It was a sex appeal to all the women. He knows his audience. The moisture rate went up in the United States mm-hmm. a shitload when got, he took his it shirt got off. Very humid. Yes. Very quickly. At our house, also. Everywhere. But I don't. I, mean, I don't give a shit one way or the other. I knew that song that he sings, "Candy or Sugar." Sugar, sugar yeah. Because mm-hmm. I see your mom getting moist listening to that shit all the fucking time too. It's a good song. I I saw where everybody was bashing him because he did not sing very well. I couldn't tell no difference between the other times I've heard him sing. Just he was he was out of out of key is what. Now I don't quote Juan Williams much, but I will quote him on this. So but, Juan Williams was ripping on him. Yeah. Oh fuck. Well, that's you know why. Well, it's because he's a white guy. No, no, no. He just, he he had he said nothing about his. Uh, no, but that's why Juan Williams is a closet racist. Oh, God damn, he is. 
Every time someone black does something, he takes up for him. Do you hey. take up for every white person? No. Fuck no. I don't either. On the on the five, they were talking about how bad the halftime show was, and he was saying how off pitch he was and how did he say anything bad about the other performers? No. Fuck, I don't know. Because you know why? They're not white. Mm. It's his whole deal. He's a, he's a, he's just like everybody else on the left. They're closet racist. Okay. Every one of them. It pisses me off. Well, you were disagreeing with Juan Williams, and that's what really pisses you off. What, what was I agreeing about? That Adam, that the performance was shit. I never said it was shit. It was shit. I didn't say that. I don't know what he sings like normal. I don't listen to him. He sings like an angel normally. Well, I noticed you getting up and grinding and dancing with well, him. It's kind of, of fucking embarrassing if you ask me. Of course. I took my shirt off later. You need to write Texas. Did you see the guy with the Illinois? <laughs> and big I, guy? I saw a big guy with Idaho across <laughs> his belly, too. <laughs> fucking sand, sanding in waist deep snow. He's got Idaho across <laughs> his belly. That's great. Mm-hmm. But halftime, the Super Bowl was a very good football game. Snooze fest. It was, well, it was a defensive football game. Nobody wants to see that. That's like seeing a pitching game. It was a damn good game. They, right. It was the worst ratings they'd had since 2007, though, even before the game started. Really? Mm hmm. Even before the game started. That's because all the coonasses in Louisiana didn't fucking watch the game. <laughs> you said big party they had in New Orleans? Uh-uh. They had a big blowout called the uh, faux ball or something, fake ball or something. I don't know what, fake bowl? What, they watched the 2009 No, they had fucking concerts and shit in the street and said, fuck mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Hmm. And Roger Goodell. Boy, he's a dipshit. When he got on stage, everybody was booing and crap. Hmm. They say he is a real asshole to be around. Just uh, thinks he's untouchable. Well, he is. He got something on somebody in the NFL that he still has a job making $44 million a year. He's running a multi-billion dollar company. He's allowed to be a dickhead. Well, he is one, that's for sure. $44 million a year. That's crazy. Good uh, gig. A great business plan. Yep. But he's at the mercy of them owners, and I don't understand why they think they need to pay him $44 Because they're making money, Jeff. That's why. But I was I was glad to see another halftime shit become political. I think that's I a did good, too. It's not a place for it. Nope. Same with the football game. Get up there and sing. Get up there and play your football game. Get on the bus. Go home if you want to do something. Do it on your own time. And all them all the other celebrities. Of course, it's funny you know these other celebrities want to. LeBron, we'll use his ass for example. Yeah. You know he he was upset that they didn't do no kind of demonstration or kneel or shit. Why, motherfucker? Kneel in your fucking basketball game. You're such a big boy. Get up there and kneel. He doesn't kneel. No, they don't. They're not allowed to. The NBA uh, don't let them. Ah, uh. you know. But but have you seen him make a big demonstration anywhere? No. Fuck no. But he sure wants to bring down. You know, them entertainers for not doing this shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to perform there, don't perform. There's a long list of people that would perform with him. Sure. I wish they'd bring some fucking country guys back. Mm. What was the last country country concert? Charlie Daniels was with Black Eyed Pea last time they played in Atlanta. Really? Yeah. But I mean, there's there's it's Chris Stapleton. I mean, there's guys out there that that can put on a show. Country music's mm. pop, as popular as pop is. Mm. It, there it is. It's got. I mean, it's it. If you to the United in the United States, it is. Some of them other acts are overseas and stuff. Where country music guys probably aren't big overseas. I can't imagine anybody listening to George Strait in fucking Syria. No. No. Chris Stapleton would be good. I'd like that. Well, he's, there's a lot of guys like that. I'd like to see Willie Nelson do Super Bowl halftime. You'd have to do it somewhere where weed is legal. I think that's pretty basically about everywhere anymore. Or you don't have to have much on you anymore without getting each other more than a ticket. All right. Did you find your article? Yeah. Well, I, I've been ha- been sitting on it one. You got me sidetracked for a little bit. Oh. Okay. Virginia. And I know this might be wrong. I mean, this could be wrong, but I think this is the state the guy told me about. I can't find it my, on my back and forth with him, but... He lives in Virginia and he hunts on public water. I thought you found an article. I've got, no, it's not an article. It's from a guy. He wrote me a. He wrote me some messages. Mm. And in Virginia, he hunts on public land and they hunt rivers. And in these rivers, you have to have a blind. You have to have a permit for that blind, which I think is pretty common in a lot of places. Most places, though, it's first come first served to blinds. And so, somebody in another state, if you have a different law, you know, call them. I'd like to have this. It'd be a really good debate, anyways. But he said in his state that the non-hunters are going in around their homes. They won't let you hunt within 150 yards of the shore because the homeowners are trying to get it completely illegal. And if you have a blind permit for that blind, nobody else can have a blind within 500 yards of you. So basically, you're getting 1,000 yards to yourself. Mm -hmm. 
for $150 a year in Virginia on public water. And he said lots of these homeowners are leasing up these blinds so nobody can hunt on the water, the non-hunters. And that's bullshit too. Yeah. I just don't, I can't imagine how you can keep someone from hunting on public water. Hmm. To me, it's a bullshit deal. Sounds fugazi well, to me. That's the way I guess public some public places are. I mean, we don't hunt public, so we don't have to deal with it. We don't deal with a lot of people anyways. Right. Thank God. And I'm starting to, th- I think that's the, I mean, if you look everywhere that most of the hunting is really good outside of probably metropolitan areas around Denver, Wichita, Kansas, Kansas City and stuff, most of the really good waterfowl hunting places are in the rural, rural, rural areas. But the whole Midwest is rural, basically. Yeah, yeah that sounds fugazi to me. I don't, I don't see how you would, uh, how you could do that on public, public land. Public should mean public, you would think. And have you seen all the... Just like the first come, first serve, you know. That's what it should be. Right. If you're on public land, I don't know how you can tell... I don't know how you can tell someone they can't be 15 yards away from you. Yeah. What what if the guy's fish? You don't have to fish within so many distance of each other. Well, there's a difference between hunting and fishing, too. That I agree on. Well, it's just like uh, the plat. We know some people that hunt. I mean, if you can't, if you can't the black, get the plat goes all the way across Nebraska, so it's okay. You can talk, say it's Blake. Well, um, we know more people that hunt on the plat, but nobody can really get to where Blake is on the plat. I think if they can get on a boat, an airboat, or something, they could. I don't think you can. I mean, I don't know the rules here. I know in Texas, all the riverways are public. Are public. Are public. If you you can walk down a river and hunt anywhere you want to mm-hmm. in Texas, you cannot use a motorized vehicle. You can use a boat. Somebody put in an airboat on the Brazos right here. They go up and down that between where they want to. Right. But you cannot put a ATV or nothing like that on there. Right. And that's that's the laws on that. But on the plat, I'm assuming if someone had an airboat, they don't use airboats up north. I wonder why. Mm. I guess they have more water. Most. I mean. Well, and I think that the plat. I don't think. I think the plat's a lot like the Brazos. You can walk across it. Yeah. I think it's pretty shallow. In some places, I'm sure there's places that's got some deep holes. From the pictures that I've seen of Blake hunting. Well, it's a good thing because Blake falls in all the time, so ankle-deep water. And he fell in there last year, too. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know about that boy. But, yeah, that, that Virginia deal, it sounds, uh, you need to do some more investigating on that there, Jeff. Another thing that's been brought to my attention, and I'm trying, we're going to get this guy on the show with us, is the guys in Louisiana that are upset with the guys up north they think they're stopping birds. So I'm going to touch on this man. Do you think that the birds are being stopped by farm practices? Like habitat flats and places like that. And I'm not calling them out right. because they're one of a thousand people that are doing the same well, thing. Well, and if I was in their shoes, I would do the same I would thing. Do, I would too. Um, yes and no. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that our lack of winter – and our lack of snow up north probably has more to do with it than, uh, you know, farming practices and hot water ponds or, you know, whatever you want to call it, ice eaters. I think it's more weather-related than anything. Do I think that birds are short-stopping? Of course I do. Um, but I just, I really think it's because we have not had that, brutally cold winter that just shuts everything down uh that big big blizzard that just goes from saskatoon to midland texas you know like you used to see in the past just like this big polar vortex number one it came six weeks too late and it went west dakota's got it but then it kind of just went east and it, it went over to uh ohio instead of dipping down down here um kind of like i see the big the big blizzards of the past they would just go right down the heart of the plains and you just don't see that anymore so i think that has more to do with it than farming practices now do i think combining the two is is keeping a lot of birds up north probably you're onto something there but i think if you get that big big uh arctic blast late november early december and with a lot of snow behind it, cover up a lot of that food, I think you would see a migration like you did years ago. I think 
that the I'm not going to call them farming practices. It's not really farming practices. It's guys creating their own waterfowl uh, wintering grounds, basically. Uh-huh. If I won the lottery, I'd do the same thing. Absolutely. I wouldn't be in the hunting business. I'd go up to northern Kansas somewhere up there, and I would build me a couple – I'd buy me a couple thousand acres and plant me corn and flood it and do all that kind of stuff they're doing. I don't blame the guys at all. Yep. Now, I'm going to tell you the, the, the good side of that to me is – and I'm going to use – Habitat Flats, for example. Yeah, since you just called them out. I, I'm not calling them out. I, I'm going to use them as an example, though. Habitat Flat guys, I don't know nothing. I don't know the guys. I've never met them. I don't know how, nothing about their operation other than they kill a whole lot of animals. Or a lot of birds. They mm-hmm. do. They have great reputation for killing a lot of birds. Absolutely. So I'm not bashing them at all. I'm actually kind of jealous of them. <laughs> Fuck, I'd do it. So you take Habitat Flats, and let's say... I'm just guessing here. I have no idea. Let's say they have 1,200 acres, two sections of land. They farm it, flood it, whatever they do to it, and they make a great place out of it. When the hunting season's over, that 1,200 acres, when the year's out, they shoot 10,000 ducks. I have no clue. I have not an idea of what they shoot. They may shoot 20,000. They may shoot 2,000. I don't know. Let's say 10,000 ducks they harvest in a year there. But they fed 200,000 ducks all winter. Mm-hmm. So what's wor- I mean, what, what what's bad about that? Right. I mean, they shot a low number of birds compared to what they fed all year long. Now, hunting season's over. You don't think them ducks are still there and feeding? Absolutely. Yeah, so they've they've created a habitat. Now, I understand where the guys hunting public land are upset that all the birds stay on that mm-hmm. deal. But the federal government has got refuges, and they do the same shit on them. Yeah. You hear about it all the time. So I, I understand the frustration with the guys in the south, because we're in the south, and it's frustrating when you head to winter. Yep. Now we had we had a great season. We killed a lot of birds. We live in a very unique area in Texas that holds a lot of birds for early in the year. We get a lot of we get a push of birds when a lot of people don't, and it's 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 just this area, and it's always been this way here. But a lot of them are speckle bellies. Most of them, are. yeah. It's not like you know we have a lot of candidates at times, but we have we winter a lot of a lot of specks here, and they come early. Uh, so we're fortunate in that area, but we need winter. God, I mean, God can make winter. We can't. We mm-hmm. can't. You know, who knows? I don't know if we're in a warming cycle. I read yesterday that the north, the the pole, the magnetic north, it drifts at 15 miles an hour towards Siberia. And it's moved 1,138 miles in the last decade. Hmm. Now, that could, that could play, a, that could play something on the, on the birds. What do you mean? Their true north is off. The true north is about? true north is eleven hundred and thirty-eight miles further to the west than it used to be. Hmm. Back towards Siberia. I'd have to research something about the fluid in the in the magma or something is moving. I, it's pretty. I read it last night. It was an in-depth article, and I read all about. it. I guess I should have saved it. But it was an interesting read about the true north is moving. Yeah. And they said it's it's missing with navigation systems. It's moving on airplanes. They said that. Uh, all airplanes use True North as their beacon. That the runway in Fairbanks, Alaska, used to be called 1920 LR, and now it's 2018 LR because of the their compass readings now have but changed. But I don't see how that would how that would affect birds coming south. I don't know the south part. I don't know if, but is True North moving further north away from us? But I don't see what that has to do with any any weather. Patterns. I don't have. That's a- just the magnetic magnetic right. pull of the earth you're exactly right but they said that, that as it's moved it's causing a magnetic force that's making it warmer it's, it's the hmm. heat shield is well, not there that be. now that's a different thing <clears throat> but that, that just talking about how that has affected the waterfowl it maybe good and and with true north moving further west why the last 10 years of the speckle bellies moved further east i don't know and and a lot of people say that the major flight line is moving to the west. More birds uh, have moved west. But, yeah, the specks are definitely moving east. You're seeing places like Ohio and Indiana and all these places that used to never have specks. Illinois, I think Matt Sullivan's talked about it, used to never have specks. And now I just, personally, I think that their population is, is kind of, Booming? Booming. We see more, we see more and more specks every, every, every year. And I think that, I think part of that is just because they're doing so well that they're moving east as well. 
With a bird? It could be. I mean, hell, it could be something else going on. But I know a lot of places further east are starting to see them. I think the best waterfowl hunting in the United States of America is if you drew a line from Missouri, I think on a, on an average deal, if you if, from Missouri to Seattle is where the best hunting is. From Kansas City area, mm-hmm. straight across the country that way, up in that northwest quarter, the places that have the mountain states, mm-hmm. the Montanas, the Idahos, the Wyomings, that is where the best waterfowl hunting is in this country is anymore, I think, or get to be on a, on a consistent basis. I mean, because it's not freezing up like it used to. Right. D- didn't you have some guys tell you in Idaho they were, or Montana, was killing the shit out of the Mallards last week of January? Uh, I can't remember if it was Mallards or not, but I know Dustin Jones of 737 was up there in January. And they killed a lot of geese. Uh, Nick Costas, who was with us on the dive bomb hunt, took some uh, incredible, incredible photographs. Check him out on on uh, Instagram. But he was talking about how they were still just greasing them pretty good, and, and he's in Montana also. You know what my favorite picture of Nick's was? He took a lot of good ones. Oh, all of them were good, and there wasn't a bad one there. The picture of Zach's hands. Oh, or yeah. Or Blake's hands, whoever's hands that was. Sure. That was the best pick. I, I like exactly. that pick. True character right there showing it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, he lives in Montana. And maybe he, maybe he was the one talking about killing Mallard late. But I just – I. you know, I, I, just, I just really think that it's kind of a combination of everything, the mild winters, the lack of snow. I think that's the key right there, no snow. Uh, and then – Couple that with the fact that there are places that are keeping water open, keeping food exposed, or food just staying exposed. I think that's where your your major problems kind of lie is. Well, your average winter. your average Joe in an ice eater. Just talk the average person sure. puts an ice eater out on a pond. Let's say the pond right by the house that we have, our best duck pond that we haven't really hunted much the last two years because we haven't had a lot of ducks in Oklahoma. But we've got a pond that hold, held a lot, couple of, for two years in a row. It was just slam packed with ducks. That pond, if you put an ice eater on it, you're only going to hold a thousand ducks mast on it. Right. I mean, you're not going to hold half a million ducks on it. Right, right. And, and I don't know. I grew up hunting on a dairy in Wichita Falls or south of Wichita Falls, and in the winter time when it was really, really bad, we killed lots of ducks and lots of greenheads. But a lot of that was because the farmers, the dairy farmers, had to keep their ponds open. Correct. They didn't have ice eaters. They had old-fashioned Mexican hands with them with axes that went out there and cut ice out all the yeah. time. But, God, we shot a lot of ducks, and the ducks would keep their own holes open in geese. I think more than anything, I think it's snow. I think you're right. And I think you need one, like I said earlier, from Saskatoon to uh, pick a place in the east. Uh, the snow belt's not the snow belt no more. No, just not it. anymore. But, I mean, just from Montana – to about Michigan and straight down. Yeah, we, we Everything in between needs to be covered with a lot of snow, and I think then you will see a major migration like uh, like you used to hear about when, when, so long ago. When I first got in business, I would have some things I would check weather-wise. And before I got in business, we really didn't have internet, so you didn't have look up NOAA like we do. NOAA's the weather app that I use. I think it's the best and the most consistent. But I used to look up at Minot, North Dakota mm-hmm. was one of my things I'd look for. And if Minot, North Dakota had a day where they're – and they always used to have this. Start, I'd start looking in October at the fronts, how they're stacking up and looking good. And usually by Thanksgiving, Minot would have a day where their temperatures would be in the single digits and it would be a blizzard and snow. And you'd look and you sure enough, two days after that, we would be really cold. We'd get a first big push of birds. It don't things didn't change even this winter when we'd get a forty mile an hour north wind I'd look at the temperature in Minot it'd be forty one degrees. Yep. I, uh, when when Falks was here during Thanksgiving we had a forty mile an hour north wind there was dirt blowing everywhere and wasn't even cold and I think it got up I think it I really think I want to say that the high that day was fifty five degrees with a fucking forty mile an hour north wind. Yeah, and that used to and that was a lot <clears> this year. That was the day Zach filmed the Doppler Dan thing. Yeah, with the glasses. Yeah, and I mean, hell, he's just wearing a, a hoodie and a vest. So it's just, it's the lack of snow more than anything. And I get, you know, it sucks. You guys, uh, guys down south, <coughs> especially duck hunters, they look at states that are bordering them, Arkansas, Missouri, and just seeing them wearing them out. And 
you know, and then they hear their dad talking about how it was 20 years ago and now the ducks aren't coming anymore. So I get it. It's frustrating, but I think more than anything, it'll be the lack of winter. Now, I'm interested. I'm, it, it'll be fun to have this guy on though. Waterfowlers are a jealous group a lot of times. Sure. And I'm jealous. Yeah. And when we do it all the time and there's so many people that are like, God damn, them guys are bitching about not hunting. Look at the damn birds they are stacking up. And then we look at a picture from some guy up in northern Kansas, and they're shooting greenheads, and they're shooting geese and dunning. And we're like, God, them guys got it all worked out. So it's everybody always is wanting more than what they have. But the guys in southern Louisiana, them guys up north would love to have your fish, redfish and your crawfish. You can't have it all all the time. <laughs> but it does stink that the way that it is. But I think it's more weather-related than anything else. Now, are the guys that – Honeybreaker, they killed a bunch of birds this year? Because I saw some pictures of some boys in Louisiana, and they were racking up birds. Right. So are the places that have got a lot of diversity, and they, they, they plant some – what about them guys? Yeah. It could be. There's a lot of a lot of variables. I wonder if the guys hunting in Mexico saw – if they had much of a flight this year or anything. Hmm. We'd have to figure it – we'd have to ask somebody down there. I don't know anybody that hunts down there anymore. No, I don't either. Oh my god! I'm not going down there. Too dangerous. Too dangerous, Jeff. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm going to talk talk about a few other things real quick. Calendar wise, dive bomb hunt's gone. Sorry, guys. It's already sold out. Uh, I've got a hunt December second, third, and fourth. Small groups. If you got some small groups of guys, twos and threes, and you want to come, those are the next days I have open for small groups. If you got other dates, you can holler at me. I've got some dove hunting dates still left. Uh going to touch on some, oh guide applications i'm gonna go over this real simple send a resume to goose g-o-o-s-e at west w-e-s-t-e-x dot net not to jeff stanfield's facebook or mine or to andy's or to or instagram stanfield hunting outfitters please go to goose at west x dot net and i we will we are going to hire two new guides and when we hire those two new guides we're going to go through all 50 so plus resumes we've already gotten we're going to sit down we're going to have people come to knock city and we're going to sit down and visit with you that's how we're going to hire somebody or we'll skype or whatever it's going to be but we're, we're going to talk to you and do stuff but that is the that's how we're going to do it we're not going to do it I'm not going to – I've had guys send me one. Well, did you figure out what you're going to do? Yeah, we're taking applications still. I'm not making a decision today. I'm not even going to look at them until late. We just talked about it on – You can't believe – Three days ago. You can't believe the people that I've had. Oh, I believe it, Jeff. I've I've gotten a lot myself. And and, – Have you gotten the question of do do we have to send a resume? 306 times. Good. Okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't the only one. No. Send a resume. And as a resume, I don't need a, a resume written down from the time you were four years old. Right. Tell me about yourself. I know some guys that are on this deal. Experience. What do you want in your resume? Make it easy on these people. Tell me about your hunting experience. Tell me about your jobs. Tell me about it. I want to know some personal things about you. Do you uh, want references? How many references do you want on these resumes? Two at the max. Two at the max. At the max? Yeah. I don't want more than two of them. Because I'm not going to call 100 people. I'm not calling six people. Right. I want some references of people that either I know. Not your mother. or No. I want people, I want character references. I don't want your preacher, because your preacher don't know you the way that everybody else does. Because that's who I always put down as my preacher. Because he'll lie for you, you know, because he sees a good in everybody. He don't mean to lie, he just tries to find the good in people. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've gotten so many people that are that that have been sending me this, but mm-hmm. I, that's that's all I want to know. I want to know a little bit about you in the hunting business. I mean, what makes you think you're going to be a good guy? Tell me, write me a damn paragraph. Say, hey, this is, because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I am a softy for people. That want to fulfill their dreams. These people are going to, that's what they're going to write now. uh, But that's what I want to know. I don't want the guy who, I don't know. I've had some of them I'm looking at. I'm like, why are you applying for a guy job? Because there's some of them I've gotten that has no reason to be a guy. What do you mean? Uh, I had one guy that. Well, don't, you don't have to call him. I'm not going to call him out. I had one guy that just had everything, but had nothing to do with hunting at all. Oh. You know, this has, this is not what the guy said, but this is what, this would be about like what it would be like. Well, I was an engineer on a Burlington Northern train for 30 years, and I always go by a pond, and I see a bunch of ducks, and I've always wanted to be a duck hunter. If I shoot deer at home a lot, and I'm a good deer hunter, I think I'd be a good waterfowl guy. So I'd like, well, what, why would I give you a job? Yeah, That's not what I want to know. I want the guy that hunts all the time or, 
you know i'm passionate about it i like to do it and i've had lots i mean i've had i've had i've had app resumes from everywhere from maine to alaska wow I'll, I'll, I'll bet we've had people from at least 30 states have sent resumes in that's awesome but yeah and we're going to do an episode on uh what it takes to be a guide that's that'll probably come out next week but uh I will tell you, make sure that this is definitely a passion of yours because seven days a week, if you're not absolutely in love with it, uh, it will be ruined for you if you do not absolutely love waterfowl hunting. So before you send that resume and make sure that this is something that you're serious about and that you can, uh, you know, and it's not just the hunting. The hunting's the easy part <clears throat> Yes, I of agree. this job. It is... It is everything else that goes along with it. It is the clients. It is the um, the constant. I mean, it's a grind. It really is. And guys that just hunt on the weekends really don't understand that. And I'm not knocking anybody or anything like that. I'm just telling you the way that it is. Doing it professionally, doing it seven days a week. Um, <clears throat> you know, you gotta you gotta be a good communicator. Because when you when you look at your typical client, it's a guy that this might be his only two days of waterfowl hunting a year. And you're taking these guys and you've got to make them do what you want them to do. And you got to make them see things the way that you see things. And you got to be able to point out the flaws. Uh, so say you got somebody, you know, brushing a blind or whatever. You got to be able to explain to them, no, we need it done this way because of this. So if you're not a good communicator, you're going to fail, and you're going to fail miserably. So we're going we're gonna to do an episode solely devoted on uh, what it is to be a, a waterfowl guide. That's coming out next week. That's just kind of a little teaser of that. But and it's not your it's not your hunt. It's a customer's hunt. Absolutely. Um, but you know, just before you send that resume in and waste, God forbid, you know, you waste your time and our time. Make sure it's something that you want to do, and it's something that you're serious about. God forbid we hire you, and then you get down here, and you're thinking, I'm in way over my head. So well, You'll probably get sent home. <laughs> okay, then. Um, but, you ahead. know, just, uh, yes, don't, like Jeff said, I'm glad you're good, because I thought it was just me, because no. I run the Stanfield Instagram account, and the day after we released that, I got a bunch. Okay, One then. guy sent it to me through that. No, I've had tons of them. Gosh, so, somebody, I got a list of them. But Mingo, I had six more. Send it to goose at west, W-E-S-T-E-X dot net. And that is, that is where we will pick from. We're not going to – if it's on Instagram or Facebook, sorry about you. you. You failed at doing the very first thing that your boss told you to do, and that's <laughs> send a resume to the email and not a social media account. Another day I put on my Facebook that if people would ask some questions – we talk about it on there. <clears throat> did you get any questions? I did not. I did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> we can wait and do that another time. <laughs> the best question, <laughs> how did you start banging Andy's fox of a mother? Uh, <laughs> right there. That's the question I got. <laughs> he sent a whole list, didn't he? Oh, he's got a lot of questions. But anyways, I thought that was funny. Your mom, your mom thought it was funny. No, the the, the one the branding iron. Well, there's two stories to it. Though. There's a story I used to tell. The real one and the fake one. Yeah, the fake one is, and I've told this many times in lots of crowds that I was in Vegas and I went to a bachelor party, went to a strip club, and Sparkles was on <laughs> Sparky, Sparky, Sparky's what I used to call her. Yeah, Sparky was on stage dancing, and I started tipping her money, and that's how I met her. Now, did you call her Sparky before or after her accident? It was it was after that. I think is when I did that. Michelle blew up a damn barbecue deal one time and had to go to the hospital I thought it was an oven no it was a barbecue it was some we had a guy in here it was a pain a guy was painting the ass and he was cooking a prime rib on a damn propane a butane a propane deal and he asked michelle to check it for him well the flame went down and all that stuff was in there she hit right. that oxygen hit it yep and it blew up and knocked her into it went to the emergency room and it her was, uh she wore a bracelet and yes. it was melted into her wrist well, yes and so then i started calling her sparky but yeah. then i turned it into that she was a stripper in vegas and we had these. We had a lady that worked for us at the lodge. She had two daughters, and they were probably, I don't know, junior high girls. And they asked me one time, "How'd you meet Michelle?" So I made up this story about a stripper. And well, they told some people in town that. So I used to tell everybody that Michelle was Sparky, and I met her, and she was a stripper <laughs> in Vegas, and all this other stuff. 
Actually, I was taking some. Did you get pissed at that? You got onto that. I guy, was mad and oh fuck yeah, I was pissed. Really? Him and the ER doctor. Why the ER doctor? He spoke no English. Oh, that's a problem. And he didn't speak very good English. And I was like, let's get our asses out of here and go to a real fucking. Ho- oh, I was I was an asshole about the whole thing. <laughs> oh, I was pissed. I said, I can't understand the fucking doctor. You over there? Don't speak English. What'd you say to the guy that had her checking the prime rib? I told him you better hope to fuck nothing's wrong. <laughs> Oh, I was madder than fuck at him. I told him, I said, you're high maintenance some bitch you can't eat what the fuck everybody else is eating. Oh, I was pissed. <laughs> he was good friends with a friend of mine. We had a co-friend. It was a good friend, and he felt bad. It was a bad deal. I, I just lost. I was just, just I was pissed. Kind of like me running that kid over. Yep. So shit, shit happens. It was a bad accident. <laughs> but, uh, no, everybody did ask how I met your mom. Yeah. And really how I met Michelle was. I'd, I moved to town. And I was, I'd live here during hunting season, then I'd move back to Wichita Falls in the off season. So I had two lives. I had Jeff the hunting guy and Jeff the young, like to have fun guy. Well, I, I banked here, and the lady that worked at the bank told me, she goes, you need to meet Michelle. I was like, and, and I, I didn't think pay much attention to it. Then another lady, so four or five people told me I need to meet this Michelle chick. Well, I told me how nice she was, and she had two little boys. I was like, fuck, I ain't married nobody with no damn kids. God almighty, that's a, that's a lot of work. So... I go into the restaurant one night with some clients, and here comes this hot blonde in with this ugly guy and this other lady. That would be <laughs> that would be your uncle and aunt Todd and Missy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn! And the, the waitress is one of the ladies they've been trying to introduce. She goes, "That's it, Michelle. I've been wanting you to meet." And I was like, "Hell yeah!" So she brought me her phone number. She goes, "You need to call her." So the next day after the hunt was over. We had an outhouse type bathroom at the lodge. We had a shower house and a bathroom out back. So I was taking a squat and I thought, oh, I'll call her up. So I dug her phone number up and called her on the old portable phone with the antenna on it <laughs> and started talking to her. She has, Michelle's got this real twang. And if yeah, y'all those antennas her, make it better or not? I have no fucking deal. But, but you always pulled them You up pulled them out. Every time. Well, for the first week or two, then you'd break the motherfuckers. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe half off then. So, anyways, I called your mom and Michelle's got a real twang. And her twang is so bad that when we, went, we were in Mexico one time, and she was in the pool, and Payne was a little kid. He was probably three or four at the time, and he was playing in the pool in the chalet. And, and there was another little boy about his age, and Michelle's visiting with him and talking. And this little boy was from England. And he told his mom, he goes, oh, yeah, this is uh, Sandy. He kept calling Michelle Sandy. And she, and Michelle goes, my name is Michelle. I thought you Sandy. She goes, who's Sandy? Hmm. You know, from SpongeBob SquarePants, because Sandy. Sandy had that damn Texas yeah. twang. And, but anyways, Michelle's got a real bad twang. And... uh so I called her up, and this woman with all this twang, and I was like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm walking a pig. I'm like, you're doing what? She goes, I'm walking a pig. I'm like, what the fuck am I? Where have I been? What what happened here? Because I'd never done stock shows or nothing, so I'm picturing Michelle with a fucking rope around a pig walking him around the yard like a dog. She was walking Andy show pig. So we went out on a date. She fell in love. We got married <laughs> and knocked her up after, she got mar- after we got married, about two or three months after we got married, knocked her up, and she had pain, and... I got Andy and Zach, and Andy and me got along great right off the bat. Zach was a little jackass. And Zach was about three then, and Zach hadn't changed much in all these years, 22 years later. So that's how I met Michelle. We got three boys, a family, business. And that's basically how I met Michelle. That's it, in a nutshell. Thousands and thousands of miles later. Well, good. And Michelle's helped out here ever since. She's a trooper, I'm telling you right now. And she was a good-looking son bitch too, boy. She lit up a room. She's getting old now. She don't, uh, she don't appreciate that. She's good looking for 50, though. <laughs> Sometimes that bothers her. I don't understand when I tell her that. Why does that bother, why does that bother you? You're not supposed to say it like that. How are you supposed to say it? You're good looking, period. I shouldn't put for 50? For 50. No, that's that's an insult. What if she was 60 and I said it? Still an insult. You so, just got to say, So if I said period. you're good looking for 40, would that be okay right now? Nope. 30? Nope. So just good looking. Period. Okay, good looking, Done. period. Like saying... Uh, he sure is fast for a white boy. Well, I mean, why can't he just be fast? Because they're not marrying white boys well, are fast. You know what I'm saying. So that's kind of a racial term is what you're saying when they say that? Well, no, just anything. Or uh, He's a good basketball player for a white guy? Sure. That's a good one. <laughs> Got pretty hair for a dude. I mean, anything. He know. does good math for a black guy. Is that wrong? That'd be wrong also. Okay. I just want to make sure I understand all the rules. Yep. Just If you're good <laughs> at it, just say you're good at it. You don't have to say. doesn't have to be anything attached to so it. So no, no, no good looking at 50 mm-hmm. no more. Okay. That's a no-no. If I say you can still wear your cheerleading uniform when you're in high school, is that good? 
That's all right. Okay. It's got nothing to do with anything. I want to know the rules before I say I'm wrong. Just assume that you're probably going to say it wrong, so just keep your mouth shut. I do say it all the time wrong, but I can't keep my mouth shut. It's not workable. What do you think Trump's going to say tonight? Um, He's going to piss some people off. Everybody on the left. Do you think that the Democrats are going to sit on their hands whenever he talks about uh, troops and all that stuff? I think he is going to- Cop support. I think you are going to see the biggest gashing of someone's back that you're ever going to see in the history of politics- Tonight, he's going to take that knife and he's going to dig it right in the liberals' back <laughs> all fucking night long. Yep. He's going to call them out on the carpet in front of everybody in the world. Yep. And that's why the that's why the federal people got their paychecks. He's going to get to seek what he wants to do, and we're going to either build a wall or he's going to shut the damn thing down again. Ten more days. And I think, honestly, the majority of people in America want a wall. I really do. I believe that still. Um, I think politics are fixing to really get ugly. Um, the Democrats, I'm a Republican, which everybody knows, or I'm not really a Republican. I'm just a conservative. And I think everybody in America that listens to this is probably about like us, unless someone's listening in for the first time, then they're going to turn it off and never listen again. Yep. Um, goodbye. The Democrats, serious issues. Very bad. I mean, my grandparents are Democrats and you just can't talk politics with them. I mean, they're just, and I hate to, I hate to be this way, but they're just, they're a little bit out of touch with reality i mean are they still that way oh absolutely it's it's they never look at their own party it's always well trump's doing this trump's doing that never see anything good that he's doing um but they just they don't look at their own party and it's scary and, and everybody else in their fan in the family kids grandkids everybody else is on the other side yeah i mean that's what i'm saying there's just a big fracture we're, we're back a long time ago there wasn't a big difference between Republicans and Democrats. There were some social issues and some other things, but majority wasn't that far off. It's polar opposite. Big now. time right now. I mean, all this Green Day shit. I mean, they passed that crap. They're going to shut down all the oil fields and coal mines. They, and, and the social, all everybody getting free medicine and free college. Who pays for this shit? Who wants to be a Who wants to be a doctor and work for the government and get paid fifty thousand dollars a year to do heart surgery when the some bitch mopping the floors is getting fifty thousand a year? What pisses me off is that you look you you've got clear cut examples of places that have gone and we're going political. I'm sorry, you got clear cut examples of these places that have gone down this socialism route. Venezuela, I saw Venezuela in in the seventies was the number four had the number four world uh, number four in world economy. Their GDP. They're, yeah, I mean they were a powerhouse in the seventies. People are fucking fighting over toilet paper now. Yeah, it's bad. You've got these clear-cut examples of socialism and how it does not work, and now you got people running that are just saying, well, they didn't do it right. We'll do it right, and it'll work. The workforce does not want to support someone that sits on their ass. No. And that's the problem they're having. And even in their inner party, they're having that issue is, and that's why the guy from CEO of Starbucks wants to run. He he understands. He money. knows. And that's another Bloomberg thing. also knows. Yeah. And that's another thing that I find real funny is you've got these people like this Andrea Cortez, whatever the fuck her name is. Ross, or yeah. Whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Whoever she is. And she sits there and she says, well, you need to do this. And you need to. Fuck, she don't know shit about business. No. I couldn't tell you how to run a multi-billion dollar company. Mm-mm. I mean, so in the United States is a multi-trillion dollar company. So we need someone up there that's got a little bit of idea what's going on economically. Did she really say that we could land somebody on the moon? It would just have to be at nighttime. That was sun. The sun. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's the sun. The oh, sun. Fuck, I don't know. You know, you don't ever you know see what's so fake or shit. shit. Yeah. But she is fucking stupid. Surely she didn't say that. I've heard a lot of shit she said, though. It's dumb. Basic economy, economics 101, she doesn't get. Hadn't she been evicted from like four different apartments? That and- is true, I believe. And then Camel Toe Harris out in California that's running their big fucking, you know. She's going to get it. She's a whore. She's going to get it. She's a whore. She's a whore. She's a whore. Biden is going to try. They're going to kick Biden out because he's an old Democrat. They don't want an old white guy. Well, he's just he. He probably also understands that socialism isn't going to work. If they, much like uh, the CEO, the Starbucks guy in Bloomberg, Kamala Harris can't beat Trump. She got way too many skeletons in her closet. He's honest about being a whore. <laughs> he's a whore, and he ain't tried to hide it. No, she broke up a marriage. She's done all kinds of shit. The other woman. And she wants me, two people, to support her. No bullshit. Joe Kennedy would be their best. Not Joe Kennedy. He's a cool dude from Louisiana. Um, Patrick the, Kennedy. The other Kennedy kid. Would probably there be their best bet to maybe get some of the old timers. Because there's a lot of people like your grandparents that I think are just not going to vote. They won't vote Republican, but I think they're not going to vote. It's really going to get ugly this time next year. Woo. 
You think it's bad now, people? Just wait a year. Well, the Democrats can tear each other up for a year. The same thing the Republicans did. Yeah. And then they come yeah, together. Yeah, but they don't. I don't think that they've got a guy that like that like Trump that can just kind of take everything and uh, come out the other end better. You say what you want about Trump. The motherfucker is Teflon. I mean, he really is. You, you can't say anything to him that sticks. Well, he's going to piss some people off tonight. I can't wait. Right, it'll be fun. Must see TV. I'm going to make Reese watch it. Um, <laughs> he could get shit out of that. I don't give a shit. He needs to watch it. State of the Union, we're going to go back to the old days of having four four channels of presidents on, so this is what you're watching, kid. But, uh, yeah, so. Anyway, we've covered a little bit of everything in this. Waterfowl, politics, sports. Oh, if Adam he, Levine. Anybody knows Carson Wentz, please get a hold of us. We'd like to get Carson <laughs> Wentz on the show with us. That's who, That's my white well. I told Jeff if I've got a white well, it's it's either Carson Wentz or Trump Jr. So we're going to work on getting either or both. They're both probably going to be pretty tough to get, but we're going to have a we're going to do a podcast. We're going to have a couple podcasts coming. We'll do another one this weekend, and then we'll have another one for Monday or Tuesday come out, and then we may not have one till Friday when we get back from skiing, but. We will start having some uh, other guests on with us starting the week after that. We're going to have some ladies on with us, some lady hunters, and some different people to talk about some different things. Uh, Haley from Lucky Duck Spinners is going to be on with us again. We can get Brandon. For the first time. Yeah, or, yeah, I'm sorry. We had Lucky Duck. We had, I uh, can't remember his name now. Tim. Tim. And we're going to have uh, Haley come on with us. Brandon will be on again. We'll get Asher on. We're going to have all the people from our sponsors on. And we're going to go about over a lot of stuff and cover a lot of things. It's, uh, I guess off-season is officially here now for us. It's officially here. Spring's coming. so um, We'll have an update on the Snow Goose big contest. Yeah, that, see how that's that going to go on this weekend. So we'll we'll probably talk about that whenever we get back from skiing. But we're going to have boots on the ground, actual reporting of what's going on down there and how it went. So um, I still just think it's going to be a nightmare. I just – the thing that irritates me the most with that is just, I don't know, you kinda, it's kind of already bloodthirsty with the snow goose hunting, just no limits, no plugs, nothing like that. and whew, He sure can make an exit, folks. But uh, just, just it, it's already kind of bloodthirsty, and now I think adding money to it is going to make it even worse. So that's kind of why I have a problem with that. But we're going to have, we're going we're gonna to talk to people that are there see how it goes and all that other good stuff well jeff had a phone call so shit i guess we're done never mind he's coming back who's that important yeah one of my friends needing something oh well. jerry copeland a friend in need is a is a pest hey anybody that will that, that won't take a call from a friend and they've called you more than once you know something's up you need to take your call yeah you do the same well you probably wouldn't i'm a real friend that's the way real friends do yeah. We're busy, Jeff. My biggest pet peeve is is when somebody needs something and they they're stranded or something. They need you to come pick them up, and it takes you an hour to go get them. Motherfucker, get out of bed, get your shit, and go get somebody. We're busy. Well, we're done just about now. That's fine. Just about, but we're not done. What else do you need to talk about? You put his needs in front of our our poor listeners here. So anyway, that's my big thing with the snow gooses. You're 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 already taking a bloodthirsty sport and adding money to it. I think it's just. And Cabela's doing one too next lots year. Lots of problems. Yeah, they're doing one Wichita, Kansas, aren't they? Kansas. That might already be a thing. What are your thoughts? I'm thinking about a way of us doing a contest here, make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. I mean, we're we're going down a slippery slope here. Hunting is supposed to be a sport, and we're we're shooting things to eat. I mean, that's. I'm, I, I'm telling you the way we need to perceive it to the people that are non-hunters. Otherwise, we're just all murderers in mm-hmm. their eyes. Mm-hmm. So, if we come at them at the point that you know we shoot because we the sport and we're feeding our family with what we shoot, we're not wasting stuff. They might buy into some of that argument, but the fact of that, oh, I'm doing it because I can get paid and win a bunch of shit. That don't that don't fly very well. I think we're making ourselves we're just giving the anti-hunters more ammunition. More ammo. And I really believe that. Like the, the bass fishing deal, it's catch and release. Right. So there's no no harm done there. But when you do stuff like this, it's a harmful deal. It's tough. It's tough. All right. Well, like I said, we've covered everything pretty much in this podcast. So we're going to get out of here. We'll have James Washington on at the end of the week. 
and then we'll have you an episode up for Monday, I guess. And then, like Jeff said, you probably won't hear from us until after our ski trip. Pray that uh, we all get off that mountain in one piece. Especially, especially Jeff. Especially Jeff, because if he's going to race me, he's going to need all the help. Let's he can face get. it, folks. I'm the talent in the podcast, so without me, there is no show. Just like when I'm not at the lodge, the lodge just isn't the same. I believe we did several podcasts without you on there, and they went just fine. And everybody told me it's just different without you, mm-hmm. Jeff. All right. Well, that's all I got. See God, ya. God bless. Good night. Bye. Go Trump. Thank you.